Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the American Coinot Podcast. It's Insurance Basics, and I'm your host, Bruce Beggs. Today's episode will examine dealing with common and not so common laundromat risks and liabilities. Joining me is Stephen Wright, Vice President of Business Development for Irving Weber and Associates in Long Island, New York. Irving Weber was founded in 1946 and today is a specialized insurance provider for self-service laundries, dry cleaners, uniform rental companies, and other small businesses. Wright has 20 plus years of insurance experience and is actively involved with the Southwest Dry Cleaners Association, Pennsylvania Dry Cleaners Association, Universal Unilink, and TRSA, the Association for Linen Uniform and Facility Services. Hi, Stephen. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. Morning, Bruce. Thank you for having me. Before we get started, I want to note that today's episode is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as legal advice. Contact your insurance broker and or carrier with questions about your specific situation. So as I said at the opening, uh, this is insurance basics. So let's start with the basics. What types of insurance coverage are typical of a small business policy? And what special coverages might the average vended laundry owner want to explore? So small business policies are formulated into something called a BOP or a business owner's policy, which combines most of the elements of property, liability, uh, and umbrella into one. And they were kind of designed for small Main Street USA businesses that have similar risk and characteristics. So um, all the equipment, uh, all of the liability, uh, general exposures are rolled into one program as opposed to piecemealing something together like in larger risks. Workers' compensation is a, another separate line item in the insurance program for a laundromat owner that covers the employees for any work-related or on-the-job injuries or illnesses they may sustain. And it's important that that conversation takes place between the insurance professional and the business owner to make sure that those policies are adequately addressed. Uh, it's driven by the number of people that they employ and the payroll that they show. And in many states, it is a, uh, a legally mandated coverage. In most cases, the insurance provider uh, can include a workers' comp policy along with the BOP policy and cover all the exposures in one area. And specific to vended laundries, in addition to the benefits they get from a BOP policy, they may be looking for things like money and securities because of the bill changing equipment, or they may look to add bailee coverage if they do any type of wash and fold or if they take in any garments from their customers. What should a small business owner understand about insurance coverage with respect to the COVID-19 pandemic? Very popular topic these days. Most common commercial policies these days have exclusions that have been built in for quite some time related to the characteristics that we're seeing from COVID-19 and the pandemic. And it goes back to the days of uh, SARS and MERS and some of the other pandemics that we've been through already. So the insurance companies have exclusions in there both under the general liability and the property sections. So small business owners should understand that uh, these are standard exclusions and they should be aware of uh, what they will not be covered for in this particular case. Are there any small business insurance myths that have mistakenly come to be accepted as fact over the years? Yeah. Uh, so one of the myths is uh, really understanding what may or may not be included in your uh, BOP policy. And the myth of everything is covered 
uh, oftentimes becomes a mistaken fact in a business owner's mind. Meaning if uh, any exposure that they come across or any type of loss, right, COVID-19 being a perfect example, would be picked up by a commercial lines policy. And it's just not the case. There are many exclusions that the business owner should be aware of or should be at least having the conversation with their agent. And I think another myth that is relatively prevalent, particularly in our industry, is that uh, the agent really understands the mechanism of the business, particularly with uh, you know, co-op laundry. There's some moving parts there that are unique to that particular industry and that any agent or broker as they do their underwriting and fact find should really have a clear understanding of uh, what the business is all about. So it sounds like the, uh, the business owner really needs to have at least a general idea of their coverage and what it entails, but it also helps to have the insurance agent be somewhat familiar with the way they do things and, and the mechanisms, as you mentioned, the mechanisms that are involved in running a, a self-service laundry. It's true. I mean, as, as the insurance professionals, we need to know which questions to ask. So having at least a baseline of knowledge about the business operations and the risks associated with it are super helpful for uh, an insurance person to have that conversation with the business owner. Taking deductibles and insurance premiums into consideration, how can one ensure that his or her small business is adequately covered while choosing a plan that's affordable? So I think you have to kind of look at the areas of risk Uh, around the business and those of high risk and low risk to make that determination of where an insured uh, could, what I say, bet on themselves. So if they have a history of low property-related losses, right, machinery, the building, uh, business interruption, they may be in a position where they can afford to take a little bit of a higher deductible because the risk of loss is relatively low. And that higher deductible obviously will uh, balance with lower premium or if they've had uh, no liability losses in their history, or they are uh, on-site and hands-on and on top of their operations on a regular basis, then perhaps they could afford to supplement uh, premium with a little bit higher risk or more uh, self-retention, as they say. Where are the greatest areas of risk in and around the average vended laundry? Where do they really need to be focusing on or aware of those areas? What are they? So I think there's a multitude of risks that uh, exist with our type of industry, and I'd say slip and fall risks are probably the highest one, uh, in particular for an unattended laundry or maybe uh, one with minimal staffing where you can't watch all the customers consistently, and a slip and fall could occur from uh, dampness or water spill on the floor. It could be from uh, a floor mat that's not properly uh, laid out and a corner may be uh, turned up and the customer could potentially slip and fall on that. It could be an entryway into the facility uh, that uh, is not properly marked or has a step or could be exposed to weather elements, et cetera. So I think slip and fall is probably the, the highest area of risk we see associated with laundromats. But also uh, on the property side, dryer fires are not uncommon particularly if we're not cleaning the lint out on a regular basis or the machines aren't being regularly inspected and maintained. With dryers, uh, as you know, there's a considerable amount of heat generated from the machines and uh, many of them are uh, electric powered. So the owner or the facility manager needs to keep a constant eye on the cleanliness and the maintenance of the machinery. What's the single biggest mistake that vended laundry owners make when it comes to insurance? 
I think that they have uh, a, a, a good amount invested in their equipment. And I, from my own experience, find that a lot of times the proper valuation of that equipment um, is not always conducted. I think a lot of times the business owner may look at, let's say, if it, the equipment's being financed, they'll look at the amount being financed as the amount that they equate to an insurance limit, uh, which is not always the case, as you know, because if they're financing, let's say, two-thirds of their equipment and one-third of it's already paid for, you want to include the value of the equipment that's, that's you know, uh, paid in full, plus anything such as uh, furniture, fixtures, computer systems, you know, anything that's not attached to the building that's owned by the business all needs to roll into that total replacement cost. You know, in the event of a catastrophic loss like a fire, the insurance provider would want to ensure that there's enough funds in the limit in the policy to bring that business back to whole to pre-loss condition. And I think evaluating that limit uh, not only should be set correctly at the beginning or the onset of the policy, but then uh, re-examined every year at renewal. Before we wrap up this episode, Stephen, do you have any other comments regarding small business insurance and vended laundry coverage that you'd like to uh, share with our audience? Yeah, you know, we touched earlier in the conversation about Bailey, and I don't want to overlook that because it's important, sure. particularly in the relationships that uh, laundromats have where they may take in dry cleaning business. And even though they don't process on site, they're passing a customer's garments through their facility and then on to uh, an outsourced dry cleaner. So there's an exposure there that exists for the well, the safekeeping of the customer's garments. And the Bailey insurance is important to pick up that exposure in addition to, like we mentioned earlier, a wash and fold where they're taking in garments uh, for their uh, care, custody, and control exposure until the customer comes back to pick them up. I find a lot of laundromat owners also buy the building where the facility is located. Right. And so having adequate valuation on the building to determine a replacement cost is, is important. And it's certainly a conversation that should be had with their insurance professional as to how the building is being evaluated and do we have the right limit in place? Again, looking at a catastrophic scenario, we want to make sure that uh, limits are adequate. Stephen Wright is Vice President of Business Development for Irving Weber & Associates. Stephen, thank you for being my guest today on the American Coin Op Podcast. Thank you, Bruce. It was my pleasure. The American Coin Op Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. Music is written by Nazar Ryback and provided by Hook Sounds. Our podcasts are available free at our website, AmericanCoinOp.com. And you can consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter, to learn about future episodes. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about the podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Coin Op Podcast, this is Bruce Beggs, saying your cycle is up. <laughs>